ask you to state and spell your name for the record, please. My name is Jason Kurz, K-U-R-Z. Do you swear to tell the truth today? I do. You're before the inquiry to tell us about your termination with uh, Ontario Power Generation, OPG. Can you tell us first what your role was with them? I began working uh, in the nuclear industry back in around 2002. I was a certified Red Seal 309A construction maintenance electrician. I joined uh, OPG through the uh, building trade unions and uh, performed work as an electrician under the BTU. After some time and uh, achieving some radio, uh, sorry, uh, radiation qualifications, I was more eligible to apply for some full-time postings and I was hired in 2005 uh, as a uh, instrumentation and control technician at Darlington Nuclear Generation Station in Bowmanville, Ontario. Uh, I spent a number of years as a instrumentation and control technician and my career saw me uh, move through a few different areas uh, inside the corporation. After a number of years uh, working in the fuel handling department, uh, I became what some people would call an expert in the fuel handling uh, processes and systems and the maintenance involved in keeping the uh, reactor fuel handling systems uh, operational as a uh, control technician. And then I uh, moved into assessing, which was planning the work, uh, making sure that the parts were ordered and making sure that the pertinent drawings were assembled into a package that was uh, clear and comprehensible for the maintenance workers. After that, I moved into writing procedures for the organization as a fuel handling control technician. Uh, after some time, I felt that my career growth was being stunted, so I started to look for opportunities outside of the union I had belonged to at that time, which was the Power Workers Union. I began looking for opportunities to uh, experience some personal growth and career development, and I started to apply for positions that were in a, a separate union in the house under OPG. That union was called the Society of United Professionals. I'm going to interrupt you for a moment. Uh, could you tell us what your most recent role was? I'm trying to zero in on that. Understood. Uh, the position that I was terminated from, the title of the position is Work Control Team Leader. Uh, I was specifically under the Projects and Modifications Organization for Ontario Power Generation. And that was essentially a coordinator role for, for a team of uh, between 50 to 80 project managers. In my understanding from what you uh, previously described to me is that you coordinated the installation and the safety um, of the installations made when the reactors are running, is that correct? The uh, position that I held was referred to as IPG work control. So what that means is that um, the, the projects that I was uh, helping monitor for milestone adherence were projects that were going to be installed uh, as the reactor was still at power and still generating electricity. It's fair to say that this role you had is quite specialized, is it not? Extremely specialized, yes, that's correct. So once the pandemic started, um, you were working remotely from home? Yeah, that's correct. When I, uh, when I entered the role, uh, I had just come out of uh, a previous rotation in which I was with the radiation department in an oversight capacity. Uh, that rotation had ended. I went back to my home position, which was in nuclear refurbishment training. And um, 
I had applied previously for, for this position with the work control organization, with the projects and modifications team, and I was interviewed and placed, uh, accepted in, into that role on a temporary basis, what they call a rotation. And the rotation was due to be uh, 18 months, but uh, they hired me before my rotation was up on a, on a full-time basis because they were pleased with my efforts. Okay. Ultimately, um, OPG, of course, like most government institutions, instituted some a number of COVID mandates, correct? Correct. And you were required to both mask and be vaccinated, is that right? Uh, initially, what they did was they took the workforce that was able to work remotely and they allowed, uh, they actually accommodated and made every concession that they needed to in, in order to minimize the amount of people that they had working on site uh, at the beginning. And um, so when I took the job, I actually started the position from home in my kitchen and I learned the, whole, the, the entire role uh, from the comfort of my own home and uh, functioned that way accordingly until they started to call people back into the office. And when so, they, sorry, go ahead. Please finish your answer. Uh, when they decided it was time to start bringing the workforce back into, onto OPG site, what they did was they had written up a, a policy, a COVID policy, that, in my opinion, was uh, overreaching and discriminatory, and they tried to uh, force everybody into compliance with that. The policy included vaccination as an expectation. Uh, if you were not comfortable with getting vaccinated, then you were expected to, I'm sorry, the COVID policy stated that they, their expectation was that all employees were vaccinated and that the employees would reveal their uh, vaccination status in uh, the OPG database, which is private medical information. And uh, if you were not willing to, uh, if you were not willing to disclose your vaccination status, or if you did disclose your vaccination status, but you were not vaccinated, then uh, OPG's policy was then that you would have to be uh, undergoing testing. And, um, Yes, that was a policy. Again, to be clear, you were working from home, but so once 50% of the staff was being called back, this is when the, the masking and the testing and of course the vaccination requirements were in place. Is that correct? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Now, um, you refused to be vaccinated and um, ultimately you were terminated. When were you terminated? December 20, I believe 29th of uh, 2021. So end of 2021. And can you comment on what was happening with the policies at the end of 2021? Were they still as strict at the time of your termination as when they were instituted? Uh, well, okay, so there's there's a lot to cover there, right? Like I was placed on six weeks unpaid leave prior to my dismissal. They were attempting to force me to uh, comply with the policy and they put it in writing essentially that if I would just comply with the testing requirement, then all of this could go away. Um, in my position was is that uh, Ontario Power Generation does not have the, the authority to mandate that I undergo any medical procedure of any kind as a condition of my employment if it's not part of my original work contract, which I agreed to when I uh, agreed to work with Ontario Power Generation. And so uh, 
during the course of the time where I was placed on six weeks unpaid leave, uh, they started to back off on some of the policies and procedures. Uh, I wasn't on site anymore. They had uh, deleted my corporate account. Um, I had no access to any inside information with respect to what their timelines were, only through uh, some friends and some coworkers who were keeping in touch with me. And uh, they started to step back on the requirements for uh, disclosing vaccination status and wearing masks. And uh, in the end, uh, I was terminated and lost my career. And uh, and now it's like uh, nothing ever happened. Now it's like the, the pandemic never happened. People don't have to declare their vaccination status to my knowledge. Um, I don't think they wear masks anymore. So let's back up a little bit. Um, it's clear that you didn't want to be vaccinated. You were terminated because of your non-compliance. But uh, the way you were treated was different than perhaps others. Um, my understanding is that you were, the company or OPG found out that you were involved in uh, freedom efforts. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say that, yes. And do you feel that you were singled out because of their, their knowledge? I do, I do feel singled out. Um, when I started the, the role, I had uh, one particular section manager whose name began, began with an L. Uh, he took me into the office. At this time, they were starting to integrate people, integrate the workforce back onto site. Uh, we were working on site 50% of the time and 50% from home. And uh, he took me into his office with a union representative and asked me uh, if, sorry, he stated that I had been spotted on television at a freedom rally and that I was not social distancing and that I was a potential super spreader and uh, essentially directed me to no longer attend these types of events. Uh, I told my section manager at that time that uh, while I was on site working in, in the industry and on the job, I would maintain the utmost professionalism as a nuclear professional. But when I was outside of work, I would conduct myself as I see fit. And I felt that the freedom movement was uh, very important for for our children because, uh, you know, like, I didn't want to place my children in a situation where an employer is allowed to dictate to them that they must undergo any type of medical procedure. So I was very involved in the freedom movement. I was spotted on the news. And then from that meeting, I was directed to work from home 100% uh, of the time until until further notice. But despite your ability to work from home, your employer was still unwilling to make any COVID accommodations for you? That is correct, yeah. They refused to accommodate in any way. Um, and even when there was a bit of a wave with, with the way that the uh, corporation had treated the supposed pandemic, um, there was a time where they brought the workforce back and then when Omicron came out, they started sending people home again. And at that time, uh, there was one gentleman from the union uh, Joe, who had sent an email to the upper echelons of management stating that since OPG saw it fit to send uh, remote workers back home to work remotely again, why don't we let Jason come back and continue performing the role that he had been providing previously? No response. Let's discuss your termination letter. It's uh, an unusual termination letter. I, I'm a criminal lawyer, but it still strikes me as unusual. Um, of course, you were terminated, and OPG, as you indicated, wasn't willing to have you back. But the letter also states that you're now 
ineligible to perform work either directly with OPG or indirectly through any contractor that carries out work for OPG. Tell us about the impact on your career given this paragraph. It's hard to quantify the impact on my career. Um, I, uh, I've been in the workforce since I was 16 and uh, worked very hard to get where I, where I am, where I was, uh, constantly seeking self-improvement and development. And uh, I had finally landed the job that I truly felt I was built for. I was helping in a meaningful way. The projects that I was helping to uh, navigate through the scheduling system that's in place in that nuclear station, uh, they were all, the people have to understand that every one of these uh, projects was in response essentially to the disaster that happened in Fukushima. And uh, they were all highly vetted, multi-million dollar projects, extremely important for public safety, plant safety, equipment safety, you know, you know and um, I felt like I was doing something that I was built for. And then the, the only thing, I, I was an award-winning employee, and then the only thing I, I refused to do was concede my medical autonomy over to the company. And so when I got fired and they put that letter out, they essentially stated in black and white and they put it in writing that uh, they were, their intention is to sabotage my uh, entire career in the nuclear industry by stating that no longer would I be allowed to enter any OPG site or property, but they also said I would not be, as you, as you read, eligible for employment by any vendor or subcontractor that provides work for Ontario Power Generation. And I wonder what gives them the authority to tell Black and McDonald or Ken Adam or BWXT or, or Cameco or any of these other wonderful, wonderful companies that I cannot be hired by them when I have almost 16 years of can-do nuclear experience and I've been single point of contact during outages as in the OCC. Uh, you know, sorry, I'm getting emotional. That's okay, you'll have to get some legal advice on it. Um, but a another point in the termination letter is that you've also been given a notice, uh, a trespass notice, and you can't even attend the building, can you? That's correct. Okay. Sorry. Do you know anyone else who was terminated in the same way from OPG? To my knowledge, I'm the only person who was terminated by Ontario Power Generation under the circumstances of refusing to recognize the authority of their COVID policy. Let's uh, touch on the financial impacts on your family. The thing that made the people concede and give up, like in the beginning there was a fight, in the beginning there was a lot of people, there were hundreds of people that belonged to a group and we would discuss and share ideas and share our own legal research with each other. And uh, in the end, the company has uh, a pretty big carrot to dangle. The position that I held, uh, just like almost any other position with Ontario Power Generation was uh, very well paying. It included, uh, excuse me, it included uh, one of the best benefits packages that you could get in Canada. The, um, the pension was uh, top notch. You know, it's basically a dream job, especially for somebody such as myself who came from uh, blue collar construction trades and uh, was just seeking a way to develop myself. And so because 
the people around who work for that corporation saw what happened to me when I dug in my heels and I said that OPG does not have the authority to mandate a medical procedure as a condition of employment. A lot of people conceded and, they, and, and some, some quickly and some not so quickly, but in the end, they've got that. You know, they'll take away your lifestyle. And so you asked me about the financial implications. I went from uh, making a certain amount of money that my family had uh, grown accustomed to and lived accordingly with, and uh, I'm not going to cry the blues about that, but I will say that now here I am, two weeks away from turning 50 years old. I am back on the tools as an electrician. I am making less than one-third of the money that I used to make. I have no vacation. Every penny that we spend is hard fought for, strictly counted, and uh, impactful on our families finances and no pension and no benefits. I understand that your children wanted to follow in your footsteps. Um, how are they uh, thinking of their future now with respect to employment? <sighs> yeah. My kids uh, <clears throat> were always inspired by the career that I had developed and the, the lifestyle that uh, my wife and I were able to provide. And so they trusted me to direct them and help them navigate and make life choices that would set them up for success. So their intention was to essentially follow in my footsteps as uh, intelligent young women. They, they were both uh, considering entering the nuclear industry as uh, nuclear instrumentation and control technicians. My uh, oldest daughter actually started the first year of college for that course, and during that time, COVID was uh, in full swing, and there were my, my children were not um, interested in uh, learning the trade from, from the kitchen table. It's not something can, you can learn from a kitchen table. You know, they've been sending kids home, and they're trying to teach them this stuff off, off of a computer, and it's sort of like learning how to be an automotive mechanic, uh, you know, over the computer at, at your kitchen. So... Um, she had placed her college on hold until uh, the, the restrictions had let up. And then uh, shortly after that time, my children and my wife got to witness how OPG uh, treats employees that failed to um, concede their medical autonomy over to the company. And one final question. I understand that you've had some contact with former colleagues. And uh, what did they report back to you about how your... Uh, role or position has been filled. Oh, when I was uh, when I was in that role as a work control team leader, I absolutely loved that job. I, I just I felt like I had meaning. The job had meaning, and uh, it was a lot. And I took on more than I should have. I, in addition to the responsibilities that I was doing, I also was asked to speak at senior work management meetings to uh, present the status of the projects that were on the plan. This is a nuclear station. I mean, these, these things are planned out 52 weeks in advance. Every penny is accounted for. Every document has to be signed on time. Every single one of these milestones, it was my job to make sure that they were all being met. And when they weren't being met, we had to make sure that they were going to be met and that there were forms to go along with that. It was a lot to keep track of. It was uh, very high pressure. It was uh, very, very stressful for some people, but I was built for it, and um, I loved it. And uh, since I've left, I've heard that uh, they've, they've, not, they've not recovered, but I can't say that that's a fact. I've heard that um, things are certainly worse off than they were when I was 
doing all of the things that were expected from me, plus the uh, extra things I was doing that were asked of me. Thank you. I'll see if the commissioners have any questions. No questions from the commissioners. Thank you so much on behalf of the National Citizens Inquiry for your testimony today. Thank you.